Welcome everybody to episode 41 of SB Unfurled and Friends. Three power fives, they fall in the last week. Lilbot X here with SB Unfurled. Not one, not two, but three. How, just how improbable did this feel? Pretty improbable, I guess. Like if you were to tell me after the St. Louis game, we would roll off three road wins at Colorado, at Oklahoma, at Virginia. That would seem improbable, but after watching how they played at Colorado and how it was just balls to the wall, all hands on deck. I'm really, I'm not, I can't say I'm shocked that we went on a run. Uh, and the fact that these guys just seem to rally around each other after that St. Louis game. Um, obviously the shots still have to fall. If you're going to win, if we would, if we had shot like, you know, kind of at the clip we did throughout the entire season, it might be a different story. So credit them for not only like, playing hard, wanting to be there, buying in completely to this tournament when it wasn't necessarily their goal. But also, you got to hit shots, and we've been hitting shots at the right time. We'll get into all that stuff. But um, so cool to see these guys win on the road and just take down these these mammoth power fives at every turn when all odds are against us. And it seems like at every turn, Bonas is just getting screwed Uh and we, we get into that a little bit later, but man, yeah. it's it's been so exciting. It's been such a redemption story. Yeah, and obviously the three of us couldn't go to any of those games, although we bring it on somebody who has in a couple minutes. I think you guys know who this will be. But I just wanted to say that it was, you know, very stressful to watch these games at home. What was what was your reaction? Because I just like couldn't stop screaming after the uh the Virginia game ended especially. <laughs> It was weird going into Colorado because I think that was that that was definitely the first time as a fan I can remember not really knowing what emotions to feel going into a game. I usually have like a good a good grasp on how I'm feeling about the game. Um, that was the first time I can remember being like, I don't even know how to feel. I don't know what the fans are feeling like. I don't know if there's dejection, if um, if people are excited about this, but seeing them like on the floor in Colorado, even though it was almost 1am that got me to buy in. Like I I immediately had like the right outlook, I think. And just seeing them want this so bad, want to get to Madison square garden. I was like, okay, I'm all in. If they're all in, I'm all in. And I was nervous as hell through the, the Oklahoma and the the Virginia game. Um, They, they escaped somehow with the two improbable wins. If you looked at the win probability, um, <laughs> it was as low as 2%. We had a 2% chance of winning with under a minute left. When we went down like four or five, I thought this this is over the way Virginia plays defense. Um, but man, we got, we got some breaks to go our way finally. And seeing them, seeing Oshun wave to that yuppie wine and cheese Virginia <laughs> crowd was just, it's so funny. I, I loved it. Well, I want to hear about this wine and cheese crowd, and we got the right person to talk about it, as well as somebody who was not very close to the game. In fact, probably halfway around the world. All right, you know him. He is El Capitan. I don't even know. I've lost track of how many times you've been on. Captain Beer, Dominic Greco, and for the first time coming on, Ryan O'Donnell, the number one Bonnie's fan in the Czech Republic. Thank you guys both for coming on with us to celebrate this big W-I-N-N and get into the NIT semis. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys. (laughs) Ryan's been celebrating through the last, like, 20 hours or so since. (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit ahead of you guys. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's living in the future. Um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Ryan, he posts a lot of videos uh, before games of doing Boilermakers, <laughs> and they're they're always very entertaining. He's a really good guy, and it's always cool to see you doing that from all the way in Prague. So thanks for jumping on here. As we're absolutely, you know. this yeah. is a murderer's row episode, guys. A murderer's row. We had Dom Welch, Captain Dom- Beer, Ryan Odons. Little Bana X and myself, like this is, we we, we this, this is murderers row. This is a this is this is the best star-studded lineup we've ever had. Let's hear from Captain Beer. Let's hear about the Charlottesville crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go into that. We were talking about the wine and cheese crowd. That's their reputation down there. What was it like in in Charlottesville? It was honestly one of the greatest atmospheres I've ever been a part of in a sporting event. Other than Bills games and Bills playoff games, uh, of course, the RC is always awesome. But the atmosphere there, I mean, the arena is beautiful. I, it was awesome to be there. So the NIT made a good decision sending you there, sending us. No, uh, yeah, that was yeah. bullshit. I'm still so it sounds like. by that. Uh, yeah, it's some <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, that was, no, was bullshit. We won't go that far. The arts. I was a chicken shit. <laughs> The RCs would have been better atmosphere, but you know it was okay. We made the most of it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, with for anybody who isn't familiar with, I, I don't know how they wouldn't be familiar, and they're still listening to this podcast. But you helped generate some Venmo donations to get some students down there. I, I gave some money to it. Um, no big deal. Like? No big, no big deal. It wasn't that much. It was It was not nearly that much. No, I, 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 mean, yeah, um, I, I knew when that came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, fuck, that sounds very bragging. It was only 25 bucks. It was not much. It was not, <laughs> but anyways, like, how did it, how, how did this all come together and how did you organize getting, <laughs> how did it feel to organize this and get everybody down there? So um, we kind of had a feeling uh, Saturday night that there was a chance that we wouldn't have a home game if we were winning against Oklahoma. And uh, we were like eight of us, and we we're like, no, we're going to Virginia if we win. Like, we're doing it. There's no way we're not going to this game. Uh, we go to Oklahoma. I was feeling confident that we were going to win. A little tight, but we were still feeling good throughout it. And um, we were actually at Randy's, the eight of us, and we we're like, gas is expensive. That's going to be our biggest problem. And, um, we, we just go, like, let's put a Venmo out there, like, just get some gas money covered, like, for us to go down and we're going. So I put it out there, and within the first five minutes, I kind of knew, like, what did I just open up here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good you redirected so, like, it the right it, way, man. It, it, it was, was crazy. Move. Yeah, like so how that. many students, how, how many ended up going? Like, it looked like about 40 or 50 for my, you know, just kind of <laughs> estimating it. So I think our final number was about 40. I paid for 12 cars of 43 people. And then I also got tickets for some students that went down with their parents. I think it was like about 45 or 46 in total. That's awesome. Wow. I love it. I love it. Uh, When I I was a sophomore, that was when we went to Nashville and we had alumni paying and we only had to pay like six, I think it was $63 for the ticket hotel so we played. So we played Florida State as a 15 yeah. seed. Yeah, 14 seed. That was that game oh, was bullshit. 14. Yeah, was like that was my. Yeah. That was my first NCAA tournament in Europe. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was, I was, yeah, I was a bartender at that time, and the game was actually broadcast on European TV. That was oh, the main wow. game that was on, 
And I remember Andrew Nicholson hit like a three on one of our first possessions. <laughs> and I was like, can I drop F-bombs on this? Yeah, yeah, man. I already did. I was like, I was like, yeah, we're we're winning this fucking game. And <laughs> I was I was getting after it. And I mean we lost. It's a close one. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't as bad because the manager of the bar was a Mizzou grad and they lost to Norfolk State, who was a 15 seed, and they were two seed. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That was the same day. That's that's yeah, right. Same I forgot about same exact at the same time they were cutting between the two games. Right. That's awesome. I was. I think I was. Oh, by, I was the way, f- by the way, by the way, sorry to cut you off here. You're good. By the way, when we beat Xavier in the A10 final, I got like one of the drunkest ever got in my entire life because it was it was about yeah. 8 p.m. here time when that oh, yeah. ended, and it was it was awesome. Watch yes. that at the bar too. Watch that at the bar as well. I uh, I think I was a freshman when Schmidt got hired, so I. You know, I, I my freshman year was Solomon's last year, but then to see it culminate after six years in an A10 championship was awesome. I know Odon's is a little older than me. I Damn, feel like you're like three years ahead of you. What are you? Oh, are you? Oh, are you ten? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was up two years ahead of you. I'm eight. So your time there coincided with some pretty down years of Solomon. It's easy to be a fan when the team's this good. Um, I give. Captain Beer, obviously, all the credit in the world for doing what he's doing, rallying, being uh, being almost like a the face of the student section. Not almost. He is the face of, of the wolf pack. But it's a lot more difficult well, being a big cat fan. calling him out on Twitter every day. Right. So yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, we got to get into some of that. I know Dom told me something that. Well, we'll save that for it's, for a little bit. It's but. a it's it's more difficult being a fan though. Like when the teams suck, I know Odon's like you. Do you have any fun road games or just crazy stories, real quick? Like got, from your time there, uh, just a ridiculous road trip that you took to see a team that a, you knew I was going to probably a, get killed. A ridiculous road trip. I mean, there's nothing like too particular about this trip. But I remember, uh, I think it was my sophomore year. Uh, I took a flight, uh, and I was actually going to be late to it, so I, I had to like beg the security guard to let me go to this side. Take a flight from Buffalo to Boston to watch us play BU at an opener oh. in at BU on Stroh Drive in Boston, Massachusetts. And my most memorable moment from that game was that Mikey Uzeroni was on the sideline. Uh, for BU, if you know, know who Mike Uzeroni is, he's the one that scored the game. He, he's yeah. the one that scored the game-winning goal against the Russians in 1980. Oh yeah, he was wearing a leather jacket. And by the way, we lost that game to BU, and they were absolutely bad. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, my, I'll, I'll keep it shorter here. But like, my parents both went to Syracuse, and oh, I'm sorry uh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm sorry to be it, uh, but I, I I rooted for that sh- shitty school growing up. Uh, Lawrence Moton, Conrad McRae, John Wallace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but as soon as I came to Bonas, I was ever more or less like fuck Syracuse, whatever. And uh, I met some common friends from Olean who SBO and Freud can honestly tell you exactly the the two slash three guys I'm talking about. And then, you know, I've been hardcore for the bodies ever since. I love it. I love to hear it. But 
I just wanted to get back quickly to Captain Beer with what we were talking about with the students going down. Now it's like trying to get the students to get to New York City. And as we're recording right now, the school just tweeted something out about a whole link with, you know, donating either through this one Venmo account, Bond is giving, or they have a link at sbu.edu. It's kind of early in the game, maybe, to talk about what you guys have been planning. But, Dom, what's what's kind of the situation for getting students down there? Yeah, so um, really ever since, I guess, Monday morning after I started the whole Venmo thing for Sunday night, uh, I was meeting with some people on campus, and there was talk about if we won this game, they're going to do everything they can to get buses going to MSG. And, of course, I know you guys know the bus situation is very tight around the area. So it's always going to be hard for them to get it, but uh, they've just been able to pull it off. So if anyone could give any money to the school for the buses, the more money they get, the more buses they could uh, send down there. That means the more students they could send down there. So give whatever you guys can give it uh, to that Venmo, to that donation for the buses for the students. Definitely. Is it only students or can I hop on there with my student ID that's like 12 years old? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I mean, honestly, if it if it looks like a current student ID, it might work. Dude, I had mine till recently. <laughs> yeah. Can't find it now. I lost my <laughs> this past summer. Finally. Mine's so ridiculous. Uh, so Captain Beer has taken upon himself. He's he's pretty much like calling the shots on campus. I would say right now. Um, he's a school he, president, more or less. He's a school president. He yeah. he yeah. he created a, an excuse. It looks kind of like a doctor's <laughs> note, like you would see uh, an elementary oh, kid. Funny. I've printed a couple. I have <laughs> I have some. It's like a, an elementary kid who has like an ear or something and can't play in gym class, and the doctor gives them a note to give to their gym teacher. Captain Beer created a, an excuse for him for students to fill out, saying more or less, "Hey." professor i'm not going to be in class today i'm probably hey. not going to be in class tomorrow because i'm going hey. to party hey I professor i'm going to be blacked out watching the bodies <laughs> so like you know captain beer is pretty much telling professors listen man i you might be a doctor or whatever but you know my word is is what goes here on campus now i am establishing dominance over this higher education institution i am telling people who can and can't go to class I think it's great. I think you should be the school president and the athletic director and, you know, probably president of, you know, the entire country or the entire world. <laughs> I, I, I think the fun, one of the funnier tweets I saw in the last 24 hours was, I think it came from this morning, a professor on campus tweeted out a photo of like us on ESPN last night and goes, well, I know where half my class was this morning. <laughs> Can I, yeah. Only can I, half? I'm disappointed. Can I, can, I try, <laughs> can I chime in with something real quick? Yes. It's gonna it's gonna alert my my iWatch from a guy. I won't I won't out him. Uh what it just says. X guy replied, I don't know who you are or where you came from, but if you make it to New York, we're having a boilermaker. Yes. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording. You're, you're looking at some flights possibly from Prague. I am. I am looking at a couple of flights for mid next week. They just resumed the, they just resumed the direct the direct flight from, from Prague to JFK. It's not bad. It's nine hours. It's nine hours. Yeah, you two weren't weren't you two tweeting at each other like pretty much drinking before the A10 championship, just sending each other videos on Twitter yeah. of, of drink pounding beers the only way Bonifans can? Yep, absolutely we were. <laughs> yeah. 
What else would I be doing? Yeah, so what happened was... Uh, do you want to get into anything with... I was say, do you, do you guys want to get into anything with Virginia? You just want to keep shooting the shit? Like, I don't care. Dom, what, what were you going to say, Dom? Were you going to talk yeah. about the excuse thing? Oh, no, I just want to say about the, the videos about uh, the beer. Uh, I just remember uh, we, like, me and my buddies, like, been watching the, the Boilermakers for however long you've been doing it now. We just find that fucking hilarious. First game and of then, the year. <laughs> yeah, and then um, me and my buddy were, like, our, my buddy Pat, like, every game, like, should we do one today? Should we do a Boilermaker? Like, ah, not today, not today. But you sent me – um, you did one uh, before the Richmond game, and then you did another one. Or the normal chug, like it's your senior night too, Captain. I was like, I gotta reply with me chugging a beer. And we won that game, so I was like, I gotta do it again next game then. <laughs> yes. By the way, if anybody hasn't followed him at the real Odons on Twitter. <laughs> the real O D O N S. Definitely great follow. Um Dom underscore Greco yeah. for Dom, but I think most people Yeah, are, and I've, I've already I've already followers up. I, 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 I direct. I direct messaged my my goals for next season to SBO and for that I want to become the number one villain on eight ten Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The sleeper pick to Barry Evans on eight ten Twitter. So yeah, we're, we've been having a lot of fun thinking about you know getting ready to get down there. But first, I want to talk about how it actually happened on the court because Unfurled, you mentioned it. We were talking about on the spaces on Twitter right after the game, like the win probability was going crazy towards the end. What what do you think was the key beyond obviously defense because that was such a very defensive struggle? Like what, what jumped out at you the most in that game? I am so impressed about how this team can pretty much adapt to like anyone, any style. It seems like uh, there are bad matchups for us, but I just think like, this team can adapt to anyone. And you saw if it's an up-tempo, in-your-face defense type team like a Marquette or a VCU, we can handle it. If it's a super slow-you-down, like last in the country in pace, in tempo, great defense, we can adjust and we can adapt. And like it's amazing that we can just play with anyone and adjust our style. Uh, I was... You know, the, the shooting was really bad, obviously. At halftime, it was like 21 to 17. The offense sucked, but we were able to adapt to that style that Tony Bennett won a national championship with on the road. Um, and just to come up with clutch play after clutch play, like so resilient of this team and those guys. Um, I was I was really impressed with how we adapted, even if the shooting or the the offense wasn't there for most of the game. Um Credit to Big Daddy Cool for coming in and providing huge minutes for us. I thought uh, eight minutes in the first half took a couple shots where I was like, uh, that that's just not what we need right now. But the way he controlled the glass, the way he was um, cleaning the boards, not letting those big Virginia guys get second chances, I thought he came in and played awesome. No, you're right. He had a couple big shots, especially that one out of a timeout where he hit a free throw line jumper. I thought that was probably his best performance as a Bonnie. I mm-hmm. think even though there were, like you said, a couple offensive possessions where I kind of scratched my head, I think for the vast majority of the time he was he was really kicking ass and he was able yeah. to, you know, hang tough with all the big guys, you know, with, whether it's uh, Shedrick or Francisco Cafaro, that, whoever he was guarding mm-hmm. at the time. And they were key minutes, especially because Oshun was, he was in a little bit of foul trouble at points. 
I mean, could I say something about? Yeah, yeah go ahead, I, man. Yeah, go for it, Don. Oh, I mean, I mean, you're looking at uh, being down by three points with what 30, 40 seconds left. I think four like or five. That, yeah. yeah, we were well, we were down five late too. And and then and then you win the game. Uh, and and, and, and not only do you win the game, but they you would they have the same amount of points and and you win the game. You know, and I'm not I'm not a, a, a big analyst, but. <laughs> to me, it seems like you played well down the stretch. If you're down three and then you're up two in, in 34 seconds. You I mean, can't argue that with that. Better than the other way around, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? This is but the hard-hitting analysis we need. Exactly. This is, exactly... Yeah, this, yeah, that's, this is what I bring. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than the ESPN right yeah. exactly why we had you on. But it, No, it's, yeah. it's a little simplistic, but dude – Dude, you're right. Like it was forty. It was fifty to forty-five with three hundred one left. Actually, as soon as two hundred nine. There you go. And we, we, we went fifty-two. We won fifty-two fifty-one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we went on a we went on a seven to one run in the last three there minutes. It says, it says a lot about teams what they can do down the stretch. And you know, yeah. I'm I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a throwback as far as a basketball fan. But you know, if you can <laughs> if you can score and they don't score. You tend to win. <laughs> That's big, if true. Dom, from the only person on here that was actually in the arena, <laughs> what, what what was your vibe? I mean, I saw some shots. See, you definitely were looking just as nervous as I was at home. Yeah, yeah so, I, I mean, overall, I'm always nervous for games. But I remember, I think at 209, there was a timeout or something on the floor. Maybe they were reviewing something. I don't remember what it was. And I just said to myself, like, five with two minutes left, like, we got this. Like we're good, we're good. And, and then um, I remember. I don't remember if this was before or after, but they called the Jaron Holmes charge. He, he took a charge on the other end, and then they made a make a call for Shun with um, an illegal screen or a block, which is complete mm-hmm. bullshit too. And but Dom hit that three, and I was like, okay, Dom, Dom's dialed in now. So I felt comfortable. Right. And then yeah. going down the. Sh- and then just going down the stretch, I knew we've been playing good defense. Virginia hit some threes, but I wasn't too worried. And then we just got to stop. And then we had um, Kyle at the free throw line. And I remember I looked at one of my buddies up uh, sitting behind me. I go, it's redemption time. <laughs> right after I said that, I go to my left and I go to a Virginia fan. And I go, he missed two free throws in the Atlantic 10 tournament. He's not missing two today. I'm sorry, but we're winning. And then, so I was confident when he's going to the line with those free throws. Can I can I ch- ch- chime in for a second here? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's. I mean, I, I've I'm rewatching it like four or five times in a row. Mm-hmm. That Dom Welch three that he hit with like twenty seconds left. I mean, oh my god! I mean, <laughs> that was to call it a prayer is like a like yeah, like a pump fake mirror <laughs> and then chuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it left his hand. I was like, no, no chance. Yeah, oh, actually, like, like, I'm actually, like the feel I'm of actually, it, but I'm actually watching. I it remember, it, and there's a cut. There's a cut to Dom Greco in the stands, and he just, he just looks like he's he looks like he's exhaling. He's like, oh fuck! Oh shit! I can't believe he hit that. I mean, no. as as they pass the ball to Dom, I go yes, and then I see the Virginia player going for the block, and I go no. And then 
uh, I see it. We, he like dives forward and does like a weird jump shot. And my buddy to my left of me goes, no way this goes in. And I go, I'm looking at him and I go, I go, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, just that, that was crazy. Unbelievable. I still don't know how he made it. I still don't well, know. Can, it seems mm. weird because, like, sometimes he makes those shots when he takes that one step to the left or the right and is a little off balance as opposed to like, just straight up shots. But speaking of Dom, yeah. we just caught up with him. So let's go ahead and take a listen. The Sword of Damocles, Dominic Welch. We would like to welcome back our newest friend here to SB Unfurled and Friends, coming fresh off a huge win against Virginia, as we all know. Huge three-pointer to get us right back in the game. Dominic Welch, the Sword of Damocles from Cheektowaga. Thanks for joining us, Dom. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey, we're great. We're great. Thanks for coming on here. Take we're us great. Time thanks to you, relax. man. We're yeah, great. Thanks, thanks to you. To you. <laughs> we should be thanking you. Why are you thanking us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep everybody updated with everything. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's been a wild ride. Definitely a wild two years. The craziest two years I can remember as a Bona fan, especially with how last year went. And, you know, just the things that you take for granted, games being guaranteed has been just totally off the table in the COVID era. So it's awesome just seeing you guys play together. Um, every chance we get to watch you guys, we don't take it for granted. It's so awesome. Um but we gotta. I, we'll just get right into this run because I think that's that has reinvigorated the fan base like crazy. Um, seeing you guys go on the road to three different Power Five arenas, seeing you guys silence all these P five fan bases. Um, you guys look like you're having as much fun as you have had since Charleston. I know the travel's been crazy, but what's it been like the last week or so? Um. It's been kind of a roller coaster, you know, ever since, you know, uh, eight, eight 10s, just uh, how everything ended and stuff like that. Um, we, you know what I'm saying? We, um, after that, we just got back, got back to school. Uh, we met with Schmidt that same night after the St. Louis game. We were just discussing about the NIT and stuff. We had like the five seniors in there as we were just discussing. And they just told us to give them an answer by uh, the next the next day. So we all just talked about it. We just like, all right, let's, let's see what we could do with this. So we all agreed. We're going to plan it. And, you know, got right to it. Then we waited till um, 9 at night, see where our seating and stuff like that, where we're going to play. So then, you know, Colorado, I ain't, I ain't never been out there in my life. That's kind of far. <laughs> it was like a – like Probably like a three, three to four-hour flight. That was kind of long. So then it was, we got out there, you know, everybody talking about the altitude and stuff. And it's just, you know, we just hydrated, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, do pretty much everything we've been doing, though. But going into that game, we just, like, we like every game we went to on the road, we all knew, we just knew he's an underdog, even though, you know, he was ranked and all this other stuff. But they probably, like, counted us out and, like, thought we was just gone. So mm-hmm. we pretty much had to prove everybody wrong, you know. And just starting off with that Colorado win, we just – Oh um, no, we just we just going out there having fun, just letting everybody know like we really like we really want them special teams, like that you really gonna see what five seniors still here. So mm-hmm. that's our mindset. Yeah, I mean you guys uh look like you set out to win this whole thing from the jump. Uh and I was kind of wondering about that because you never know where a team's head is at. Back in twenty sixteen we got snubbed and uh 
these, those guys felt like, you know, Dion Wright, Marcus Posley, those guys felt like they deserved to be in the tournament. And it, you know, it, it's understandable that they came out and, you know, didn't have the energy to get up for that game against Wagner. But from the, from the start, we could tell like you guys were on a mission. Um, was that like the team rallying around how the game at St. Louis ended? Was that like, this is our last chance to maybe go on a run. So we got to do this. We can't go out the way we did in DC. Um, was that like the, kind of the consensus with all five of you guys? Uh, yeah, just a little bit of both. We know we were really upset about the St. Louis game, so we like we can't like we can't go all, go all like that. Yeah. So we um, you know, what I'm saying we just try to really bounce back. You know, you know our hopes was real high this year. You know, I wanted to get back to the tournament and stuff like that, but the, unfortunately that didn't happen. So you know, I said we just gonna take this opportunity playing the NIT and when we getting the best out of it and uh, just having this. Even when we first met, just like have an opportunity to play in MSG, you know, that's mm-hmm. probably the most famous arena in the world. So it's like, get the chance to play there. It's like, I ain't never played there in my life. So <laughs> now that it's finally about to happen, you know, it's just, oh. going to the Mecca. Yeah. yeah. Going to the Mecca, man. I've that's never awesome. been there before. I'll be there for the first time finally. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I know they've talked about it you know, in some of the broadcasts and just mentioning the decision of whether or not to play in the NIT. I don't, I don't quite get it. Like, was it even that hard of a decision for you guys to decide whether or not you would accept an NIT bid? Um, I wasn't really hard. It was just, it was like, we kind of knew we was going to get like an invite. We were just trying to figure out like if, like we, if we wanted to like play in it. And so yeah, we just all agreed to like playing it basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that, that talking point they always bring up, but. That's why I figured I'd ask you that. By the way, we have the meeting of the Doms right now. Dominic Greco, a.k.a. Captain Beer, just jumped on here. Dom Greco, hey there. Both of you, fresh back from Charlottesville. (laughs) How's it going, other Dom? (laughs) I am (laughs) tired. Because you're the one because you're the one who played 120 minutes in the NIT in the last week or so. He puts in he puts in the effort too, man. Oh yeah, He's, he oh, was yeah. sweat. He was on ESPN sweating like you could see. He was putting in that effort. Uh, oh, it was funny in the at the very opening of Sports Center last night, like when they go like da 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 and show a bunch of clips. One they had one shot of Dom Greco. <laughs> so. Have you had more minutes of sleep or uh, beers finished in the last uh, forty eight hours? Beers, not even close. <laughs> Nice. I slept three hours so, last night. Oh, three God. hours, man. So, so Dom Greco, anything to ask Dom Welch right now? Uh, I was just wondering, I know you guys asked before, with that uh, their last three-point shot, what was going through your mind with that? Oh, great question. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that was a really tough angle of a shot. I was, I was you know – it's it's hard to always. It was a tough three point shooting night, but that was an especially difficult shot to in a tough situation. So how was it to make to make that? Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like oh, like my teammates always be like, you always miss wide open shots, but you always make hard shots. <laughs> I like, Yo, what? I like it. Kind of it's kind of true though, because like I always miss open shots, but when I, I make some hard shots, but basically, you know, um, we he missed a free throw, just trying to push it, push it, push it. Kasi Kyle coming straight to me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, I gotta do something. So I just took one dribble, shot fake, he went for it, and I just 
Cause I want I wanted to get like a regular like a balance jumper off, but I was like he kind of tall, so he might block it. So I like had to pump fake. So then I just try to try mm-hmm. to try to angle and just try to hope for the best. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> we, it wasn't really nothing else I could do. Y'all seen like I ran right after as soon as I shot it. Cause I'm like I don't know if this is about to go in or whatever. So yeah, just, we were we were we were talking about it in our <laughs> our live. You know, we were having a little live thing, like reacting after the game and after just initially going crazy. Um, some of the some of the people we were talking to brought up this good point of basically all five of you contributed something really clutch down the end. Yeah, though Shun's block, your three, Jaron hit a couple clutch free throws, Kyle hit a couple clutch free throws, and then Jalen's uh, Jalen's three pointer, which was a really tough one, the shot clock winding down. So how does it feel to have basically everybody on the team? doing something really clutch down the end because you all pretty much scored 10 or nine points. So it was pretty even too. Yeah. just uh, So it just says something about our team. You know, we all got that, that fight and our grit. And we know we was like going like down five, like when like probably like, what was like two minutes left, you know, yeah. Like yeah. Kind of crunch time and stuff. Like 209, that. So, but who was counting? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like kind of crunch time. So, you know, like for me, sometimes like, you just get overwhelmed, you know, but we got for me, we all grown on this team, you know, we've been in this situation before. Everybody that made big shots, big free throws before. So it's pretty much it, you know, just another day in the office. <laughs> you you tweeted out after the Oklahoma win, which I think you also had an off balance three in that one that I thought you got fouled on. That might have been Colorado. I'm not sure. I've watched both of them like three times, so I can't remember which was which. It was Oklahoma. But Oklahoma, yeah, okay. Um you tweeted out after that, like something to the extent of you thought we might be back home for the Virginia game. When did you guys find out that you had to go on the road? Because a lot of people assume we would have that game at home. It seemed like you guys were a little bit surprised too. So did you know that there may have been a chance to go to Virginia? Did you think if you won, you were going to play at home or how did you find out that you guys were going back on the road and, you know, pretty quick turnaround? Uh, like they like we was like they was talking about it like like probably a couple of days before the um Oklahoma game. So I'm like, what? That don't like kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. So then when we just go to the game, we end up winning. And so then she was like, yeah, we're going to going to Charlotte, Charlottesville, whatever the place called, going to Virginia. And I'm like, what? Like I'm like, ain't we a, like a lower seed than them? So I'm like, this don't really make sense. Like I'm not understanding <laughs> this. So then I was just like, I'm like, yo, I don't know what's going on. Like, if the seat didn't even matter at this point, I'm like, yo, like, but I don't know. That's what I really found out. I'm like, oh, yeah. You just go where they tell you to go, unfortunately. But I think I think I could see, you know, whether it was, whether it was, you know, um, I think you were the one who tweeted that. It was like, oh, like, you know, why aren't we playing back at the crib? Or just just kind of the demeanor. It felt like you guys definitely took that as a little bit of an fu by the NIT to say, "Oh, yeah, they're not going to play at home, even though theoretically they should be the five seed and Virginia's the six. So, kind of how did how did not being able to get that one moment back at, at the Riley Center play? No, nah, that's what we, we we definitely wanted that. That's what we was kind of upset. Like, oh, yeah, that we definitely wanted to play in the RC, but you know. It probably yeah. would've, I don't know, but it probably would have got bad in RC. I ain't gonna lie. Like it probably would have blew them out. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so they probably just sent us on the road and just I don't know, but I feel like I think RC Captain- really kind of sold out like 
like no seat to be seen in there. Like, yeah, that's what I really was looking forward to. I'm like, oh my god, we got an ACC coming in here. I mean, yeah, ACC school, Power Five school coming in here. Like, so might be rocking. Yeah, a recent national champion coming to the Riley Center to uh, with a chance to go to Madison Square Garden on the line. I feel like Captain Beer was probably as mad as anyone that uh, you guys got sent away too, because he, he doesn't have the luxury of charter flights. He was, he was in that car <laughs> all the way down and back, which is great too. Hey, he got the, he got the Venmo going. I helped that him was all, we, that, yeah. We got to ask him about that later. That was awesome. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so you guys much deserved, uh, attention last night on ESPN you guys are really like a standalone game there's no other sports going on baseball hasn't started yet football's over it's a little break in March Madness for the NCAA tournament St. Bonaventure on ESPN the mothership seven o'clock prime time all to yourself anyone who's a sports fan is probably watching that um how does it feel to be just in that spotlight in that position representing St. Bonaventure on the big stage like that, even though it wasn't in the Riley center still had to be pretty awesome. Oh uh, yeah. It was, it was pretty special. You know, you know, a lot of games usually be like ESPN plus ESPN, ESPN two and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then we check it like really, yeah, we really on ESPN. Like, cause I get any, none, none of that extra stuff. They were showing you guys warming up before the game on sports center and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. We just felt the for me opportunity. Felt like it was special. Um, yeah, we just seized the moment, you know. ACC school, Power Five on prime time. Just, you know. I feel like I feel like you guys are taking full advantage of that, like chip on your shoulder. We're the hunter now, not the hunted. We are um, just relishing being able to go on the road and spoil all these other uh power five schools so like whatever you guys need to use to get that extra chip on your shoulder absolutely use it uh it's been awesome just watching you guys going like wins in the rally center are great senior night was fantastic couldn't have gone better but watching you guys win on the road is also just so cool to me yeah you know it's probably like for me every road game we had pack 12 big 12 acc so it's like i was probably against us every time you know it was like when we was in Oklahoma, like our bus driver, I guess he had actually like asked like it's our school, like a two-year school. So I'm like, yo, what? What? Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess he never heard it. So I'm like, oh, so now we just all start laughing and stuff like that. So that joke was kind of funny. I'm like, yo. What's been your fa- what's been your favorite uh road trip? Or do you got any good road stories, either from this year or last last year was a lot different, but you got any good road stories from this year? Do I? I gotta think. I gotta think. I gotta think. I'm gonna have to get back to you and I gotta think about something. <laughs> I figured the easy answer would have been like Charleston or something, but there's always like funny, oh, yeah, funny Charleston. road games and other other stuff that goes on during the season. I'm sure. Yeah, Charleston was definitely probably the top moment. Seeing all the fans out there, you know, you know, it won't be accomplished. And, um, it's really just the support for real after the game. Just seeing all the people outside waiting for us, doing the bus and that doing like I ain't never seen nothing like that before out of my four years. Like so it was like that was really different. So yeah, that was probably some 
something I really liked this year. All right, so Xavier is coming up now. Um, for for Unfurled and I, we were both in school towards the tail end of when Xavier was still in the A10. So you don't necessarily have that connection, but it's you know 10 year anniversary of when they when we beat them in the A10 finals in 2012. Um, it's a little bit early to talk about you know what kind of strategies and game planning you've been able to do for this. Um, what do you guys what have you guys been thinking about with playing Xavier? Uh. We're not sure, you know. We just really just still trying to, um, just really just still, um, just kind of, kind of celebrating the win from last night. Really, we ain't really do nothing today. You know, we probably go uh, meet tomorrow or stuff like that. But I, I really don't know nothing about Xavier. All I know is Schmidt used to coach there, so I probably he probably got a little bit of something inside. He want to get off against him, and you know, um, you know. I'm, I'm I'm not really sure. I don't really know nothing about that school or who like who plays for them or anything like that. Just go going to the scout and stuff like that. Pretty much. Yeah, it's no, a little different. Like, different for you guys. Like I said, you weren't in the conference, um, or they weren't in the conference back when um, you guys were playing and stuff. But I know some of us, some of us of a, a slightly older age, a few years older, there are a little more interested in that. But that's and and it's true. You got Schmidt also on the sidelines there. That's also interesting for him as well we're in anyone anytime anywhere mode they don't even need they don't need to know who we're even playing man just get them out on the court and we're gonna beat anyone right now uh <laughs> i gotta ask though like covid year happened which means uh anyone who was playing basketball and you know 2020 during that covid year gets a potential another year of eligibility. So I know you guys have been asked this a bunch, but we got to ask, like, I know the season isn't over, but have you guys discussed this? Is Are you thinking about it? Um, you, you don't need to answer, but if the, <laughs> just kind of what's kind of the internal we gotta process. We gotta ask, though, yeah, yeah, we kind of have to ask. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. We definitely we definitely been talking about it, you know, against uh, amongst us five, you know. But we ain't really coming to nothing yet. We just really just trying to. Enjoy the the NIT right now. We'll probably we'll probably pretty much have our answers like pretty much after for me our last the last the last game of the season stuff like that. Pretty. You much. think like how you do in the NIT will factor into it at all? Like if if you guys do win, maybe that's the high note you go out on, or is it if you win, is it like hey we we did this and we got so much more to prove if you look at like richmond with all their fifth year guys coming back they won the a10 and they won a tournament game so do you think like your success in the nit might have uh, a little bit of an impact on your decision uh maybe uh, i mean i don't i can't really decide for other people you know so right right um i'm not sure you know i can't really i don't really know how to answer that but <laughs> it's all it's, um, we all gonna talk about it though no, yeah. you gotta enjoy the ride. I guess just kind of generally yeah. speaking, I mentioned it off the top, you're from Cheektowaga and you're, you know, some of the other guys are from, you know, New Jersey or Indiana, like Jalen and Attaway, like in Michigan. Yeah. But you're kind of the, I would say you're probably the more local guy compared to everybody else. So how does it feel to kind of be, you know, in a, not hometown team, but you're pretty close to the home. Like how does, how does it felt to just be very close to where you grew up? <laughs> 
No, that feels real good. Even I just like even when I make my make my decision, you know, I just I really like to help like my my family and my friends can come out and visit me and come to my games and stuff like that. And just how small the school is, I don't really like like no big old school. I like and like I just like to support, you know. Oh yeah. Man, real hands on with the, with the professors and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, I could just I could really like go home whenever I want. Right. See my parents and stuff like that. It's like I feel like it's just a, like a good advantage, you know, just being like an hour and a half away. Um, just I'm really appreciative to it for this for the school to be where it's at and where I live at. What's been your What's been your favorite class at? Like, what's your major? What's What's been your favorite class? You got a favorite professor? You got a favorite building on campus? Not counting the Riley Center. Um, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a video production major, so. Uh, do I got a favorite professor? Uh, probably uh, Miss Shrimps, if y'all know who that is. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like her. Uh, um, favorite place on campus. Probably um, RC Cafe, where I pretty much be at eating. <laughs> what do you get there? Oh, I get a lot of different stuff. Really yeah, this, is, this is an important question. Up. We've asked some of the other guys that have been on. I think we had well now we've had four of the five starters on. Yeah, yeah, we had like I forgot I had to look back at what, what Jaron, Jalen, and Oshu. He said, said that he said that new place they go to sometimes. Oh, oh yeah, Jaron yeah. said that there's like a new place. What it's is that like down? Uh, Francis. Oh, and it's the, in Francis. It's like a yeah. health place or something. Yeah, yeah. they like they put, they make like bowls and like mm. wraps and stuff like that. Just a lot of different more healthy stuff in there. Uh, I ain't really been here in a while though. But I used to just be in RC RC Cafe. I know I gotta ask you, and I think I think Captain Beer is gonna like this question too. Who is your favorite Bills player of all time, and what are they going to do next year? I gotta ask you. I'm a Bills fan too. What What is are you expecting? Bills player of all time. Yeah, your favorite Bills player of all time, and what are they gonna do next year? <laughs> what if you said all the time, so what if that like retire? Uh, yep. I don't know if you've been a fan since you were a kid. Maybe you saw some some good uh, players back then, but who's my favorite Bills player of all time? Uh probably probably like Fred Jackson. Okay. There you go. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Can't go wrong. I met him in the parking lot. One of my friends' uh, bachelor party uh, tailgates. He came over. But you think? What do you think? Super Bowl or bust this year? Uh, no, nah, we definitely get in the Super Bowl. We were supposed to get the Super Bowl <laughs> last year, but right, they did some <laughs> janky stuff. It's a little different with the Patriots. Oh, well, I guess the Patriots and Bills play in the playoffs. How has it been with Schmidt, especially because he's uh, he's a pretty uh, big Patriots fan, and I think he's even like referred to uh, Kyle as being the Tom Brady of the team as the quarterback. So I'm, I'm sure we, ha- we actually did a, we did one of our cold opens before pretending to be like you and Schmidt watching a game. Um, and I think the bills beat the Patriots at the very end. Wasn't there like a fumble or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Cam Newton. 
Yeah, we yeah we did that. We pretended like you and you and uh, Schmidt were watching the game, and Schmidt got pissed. <laughs> he said he was going to bench you because the the Patriots lost to the Bills. Like, what's it been like to actually watch those games, um, or to even just you know shoot the shit with him or Kyle's a, a big Ravens fan or any of the other yeah, guys? Yeah, the big Bills Ravens playoff game. You two, did you two watch that together? Yeah, no, I ain't watching with him, but you know, I, I was just sending my Snapchats out to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> talking my stuff. And, uh... Yeah, just you know, Patriots and Bills rivalry for how long now? You know, I just every time they they play, it's either even if they don't play the Bills or just like just like regular week, we'd just be talking about football before practice and stuff like that. And you'd be like Buffalo Jills and all this other stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> got to be like, tough because yeah, like be talking about football. I was gonna say it's got to be tough because you probably want to talk so much trash to Schmidt after so many years of the Patriots beating the Bills, but then you also don't want him to, like, make you do extra stuff in practice. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you taking? Because uh, I know last year, dream season, uh, A-10 championship, you had a big shot against VCU. Uh, the A-10 championship was awesome. I was there. I saw your family. I saw Oshun, Jaron, like, all the families were there. That's That had to be so great especially after not playing in front of fans all year but taking that like out of consideration you are you choosing to play one game in the big dance like last year or are you choosing to have a run like this in the nit uh uh just one game or like yeah, like last year's postseason versus this year's postseason. Uh, oh no! I mean, I really, really like last year. It's yeah. ha- it's hard to compare the two because yeah, yeah, like, it's it sucks that you can't make the NCAA tournament, but you're making the best of the situation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah like winning, seeing you guys after winning these three games, I've, I've just been like, they're having so much fun seeing Schmidt, right? MSG on the board, and you <laughs> no, were pointing no, at that. it. You I were, wrote you that. were, oh, you wrote it. Oh, you yeah, wrote, wrote the that. MSG. Oh, yeah, oh, oh that's okay. that's that's some breaking news right there because we've seen yeah, that picture. Everyone's been sharing that, that picture of Schmidt pointing to the MSG on the board, but you actually wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. So, so wait, why, so why'd you write it? Like, what was going on? Like, were you guys like, putting that up up there as motivation or did you write that after the game for celebration? Like how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much after, you know, he just been talking about, you know, halftime, you know, 20 more minutes, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? 20 more minutes away from going to Madison Square Garden and stuff like that. Hmm. We all knew it was at stake for me. And then once we got back in there, I just, he was all happy. Mad cameras in there. I just wrote that down the board. And then everybody just started going crazy. <laughs> they're jumping around <laughs> i love it it's awesome that it. P- that picture was great i'm glad we know that you wrote it now because it looked like schmidt wrote it the way he was standing there well i think he's um, even holding the marker too so yeah <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we can give you credit for it now <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> hey i, I want to ask you this too um before we let you go in, in a in a few um your freshman season you had you know, I think you had some injury issues early on. Uh, Kyle and Oshu and were uh, you guys were all like just starting your D one careers. What was um, what was it like 
you know, learning from the leadership of like Courtney Stockard and Ladarian Griffin? How much did you guys learn from them? What kind of role did they play in your development as a freshman? Uh, they played a big role, you know, really just, I mean, coming in as a freshman, just looking up to them, you know. Um, just how they carry themselves, you know, and just go all through practice and stuff like that. You know, me, I had to guard Courtney my whole freshman year. So I think that really made me a good defender. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like how they approach the game and stuff like that. Just giving us advice and stuff, you know. It's really carried it on for these past three years without them. Uh, it's took the best out of them. We know we still talk to them for mm. games and stuff like that. They'd be supporting them. Courtney came to a game this year. He came to a yeah. couple games this year. Yeah. VCU. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, just like really their approach pretty much. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned being a good defender. Like when we sign you back, like after you were at prep school, I feel like a lot of people just thought we were getting like a, a sharpshooter, but the way you have like developed as a basketball player, your defense, um, your rebounding, like, I, I feel like you're maybe the best rebounding guard we've we've had maybe ever, at least since, since I've been watching um, the way you just like always have your nose on the ball, uh, just your hustle, your defense, your rebounding. Like it's, it's so much more than four years ago, like what we thought we might be getting. So like, I, I feel like you must put a ton of pride into your defense and your hustle and rebounding. Um, so I don't know how much that is like the system we have, how much is Schmidt, how much is playing against guys like Courtney, or has that just always been your game? Uh, not always really been like a good rebounder, you know. Just um, no, we really not like a small lineup, so we gotta really help Shun. So I really just took pride in that, and just going there and kind of get boards, offensive rebounds, and stuff like that. That's pretty much it. Uh, Dom Greco, do you have anything else you want to ask before we uh let the other Dom go? <laughs> I like I referred to him ah. as the other Dom. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any other question other than I think it's just a fun fact that actually uh, me and Dom, we were neighbors freshman year in, uh, in low, Laughlin third floor. Really? So, uh, oh, I was third low, man. <laughs> oh, I was, whoa. How is this the first I'm hearing of this? Uh, <laughs> no, he definitely was, though. What was yeah. that like for you guys? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't think we really knew each other at the time, you know? Did he keep you up at night, like before you had a yeah, practice like, party like, and stuff? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think we were that loud freshman year. Maybe, oh, maybe sometimes here and there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you were. I lived on third low, and it was the loudest floor I've ever like even seen or heard. It was insane. Huh. So hopefully, hopefully, he wasn't too loud, and you could sleep before those practices, man. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. From freshman year and third low to Madison Square Garden for both of you. I love it. Yeah, so, our six man. Yeah. So once again, Dom Welch from the Bonnies. If you're listening to this, you already know who he is. Thank you so much again for joining us, Dom. Uh, we'll be down there in Madison Square Garden cheering you on and hoping for two more wins to get another title, second NIT title in school history. Good luck again next week, and thanks again for for hopping on and joining us. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all.
I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. Really quick, I got a funny Jim Barron story. Okay, okay let's go hear ahead, it, Dom. Let's go, let's go Dom. So, you, well, he, so we, we, uh, he met up with me in Charleston uh, before the game Sunday. We talked a little, took pictures. Uh, Thursday night in D.C., me and my buddies are walking to the pregame bar. We just see this random guy on the street. He turns around and goes, hey, Captain Beer. Goes, Where's this pregame bar at? I go, Jim Barron? How drunk was he? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just so funny. He goes, I don't know where I'm going. I've been, I've been walking in circles for t- like 20 minutes now. And I, I look at his phone on his map. He goes, I go, Mr. Parent, it's in drive mode. <laughs> so he's, like walking, he's like walking the DC streets on his phone, going like, I think he's in a car. So he's like, hey, turn around. There's one way streets and all that. He's drunk as shit. And, so, and, he, <laughs> and then like, he's just like, then he's like, we're walking with him. He's like, just telling stories and I'm like, oh, it's hilarious. Next day, Yo, so so Dom, Dom. So when did you like? When did you like uh, realize you started to get recognized as like a like the premier Bana fan? Um. So I guess like I knew there was like some people that knew who I was towards the end of the season, my freshman year, because there was a lunch lady that works in the Hickey. And she came running up to me one day saying how she that's was. What I, that's what I figured out. When, like, it was during the, during the A-10 tournament that we lost to St. Louis, like the yeah. buzzer beater. Yeah, that was when I was like, oh, this kid's fucking funny. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it was really probably a few weeks before A-10's that. And he, she said, you got to get on this A-10 blog. They talk about you all the time. It's the bandwagon they're talking about. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what this fucking is. I'll join it. And it was just after a game where I couldn't go to because I got – I had like a really bad fever. I had to go to the hospital for a day and everything. And I couldn't make it to the game because I was really sick. And I was getting like bashed. Like, we're, like we lost the game. Like, where was Beer Hat Guy? Like, we lost because he wasn't there. The students weren't as good. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I actually Ooh. remembered this kind of. And I was, like, I was like, what the hell did I just create? And then <laughs> we get to Brooklyn and like literally 10 minutes inside the arena, I hear the like two older women come up behind me and goes, oh, my God, it's him. I'm like, who? <laughs> and they're like, you're beer that guy. I go, yeah. And then, like from there, I knew it was like something crazy. That's and then funny. Big That's and everything. funny. Captain Beer's origin story. Love it. So Ryan talked about it in the beginning. You're basically, I would say, the official Bonaventure alum, supporter, president, whatever the hell you want to call it, of the Czech Republic. Maybe of all of Europe. I'm not no, sure. No, 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 what is that? no, no, no. Of the continent of Europe. Okay, so what is it? I mean, just what is it like watching these games over there? Or uh, God knows what time on some of them. Uh, yeah. So, uh, pretty much, it's not easy. Uh, so afternoon games are big for me. So when we play like a noon or one or two start, I get pumped when I see it. There you go. And when I see it, like on the schedule ahead of me that the Bonnie's got a 2 p.m. tip on a Saturday. I know that's 8 p.m. my time, and it's go time. So what's kind of come on, what's kind of like it manifested itself as a cool thing this year at, at Wings because I opened my own bar and grill uh, this summer with one of my friends, 
who's an American guy from here, is that uh, I'm so into the Bonnies that uh, as the Bonnies play some afternoon games here, we'd have a bunch of our friends at the bar and watching the game, and I'd be so into it that everyone just kind of naturally got into it. So we just kind of started saying that we are the only official St. Bonaventure Bar and Grill on the continent of Europe. There you go. It ended up just kind of being our thing, and uh, now we're still playing. So it's uh, it's fun, you know. Have you been able to convert any Bonnies in, in the Czech Republic? Maybe, you know, we see all these guys from different European and other countries playing for Davidson. Maybe we can get some Czech Republic Bonnies soon. Dude, that's a thing I would love to, like, get my claws into European recruiting. But unfortunately, the place where I'm at, the place where I'm at, these guys, they only play hockey or maybe a little bit of soccer. It's not a lot of basketball here. So it's just not in the cards. I'm, I think if I'm remembering right, I think the Czech Republic beat Andrew Nicholson in Canada in the Olympic qualifers this past uh they might have 2020 they, Olympics. I gotta look they that might up. have the only the only Czech Republic draft pick I can remember is Jan Vesely. Do you remember yep. him? Yes, <laughs> I remember him. He's the last guy from here, so that's the last guy I can remember from here. But from here, mostly hoops doesn't really exist. Are there any guys that from Bonaventure in the Czech Republic or have played there maybe through the European no, leagues no, or no. anything? No, no, they haven't. And I actually know this because I consistently look it up. Like I look every <laughs> year, I look where Bonnie's play and see if I can go see anybody play. Uh, there's a couple guys play play in Italy or play in Greece. So, uh, but nobody nobody plays here. The league here kind of stinks, to tell you the truth. Like I said, it's 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 just not a basketball nation. So no. Oh, by the way, they, the Czech Republic did beat uh, Canada 103 to 101 in overtime. That was a wild game. Apparently did. <laughs> I'm trying to find out what Nicholson's stats were. Cause he was on the Canadian team. Probably like 40 and 20. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to find out. Oh, one of the, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, Nicholson. Oh, he's so yeah. he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, awesome. Nicholson. He played 15 minutes in that game. Oh, he scored 10 points against the Czech Republic. How about that? <laughs> One final question for you, Ryan. What's the Boilermaker situation going to be like before the semifinal? Because you got to have something special planned, or are you going to save save it as a secret? To, to be perfectly honest, I haven't thought that far ahead, but I will have something special. That is 100 percent gonna. All right, happen. you gotta tease. You gotta tease it. Gotta let people follow you on Twitter at the Ryan O'Dons and check it out. What was going on? There was one that you sent out. You were, I think, you were doing a chug. It might have been the A10 tournament. It looked like you were in the middle of like a Czech Republic um, city square at like 9 a.m. or something, just chugging beer and like in the city square. Were you hungover for that one? Did other people look around and be like, what is this guy doing on a Friday morning chugging beer in the middle of the city square? That was after the Colorado win, to tell you the truth. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I was actually waiting for an appointment with my physiotherapist. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, I was like, 
I was like, you know what? I should record a beer chug for the Bonnies winning that game last night right now. So I watched right down in the center of the city, and I went right into it, right in front of the National Museum and the place where, where, where Václav Havel recorded the speech for the Czech nation, and I just chugged a beer. Way to go. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for jumping on here, and we're hoping that you can possibly fly out for an NIT championship game appearance. That would be a fun time. We're hoping for it. And Dom, once again, thank you again for jumping on. Your last dance. The last dance continues. It's continuing for at least one more day down in New York City. I'll see you down there, bud. Two more games. Give me two more games, baby. Come on. (laughs) Damn right, man. Not enough people are asking Captain Beer if he's coming back for a, a fifth year. That's true. Yeah, you could be. Are you coming back for fifth year? Uh, no, I'm not. I am graduating, and uh, I actually got a job lined up in Buffalo. Congrats. Already. Oh, so. you're in Buffalo. You'll be nearby. What's the situation then? Like, when you come back for a game and you're not a student, does the beer hat stay? Do you sit in the red seats? Like, where? What are you back in the student section even though you're not a student? Or how's that going to so, work? So, I will be in the reds. But yeah. there will still be someone or something in the student section. Is there going to be any Captain Beer succession plan? We're working on that with the athletic department still. Okay. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for that. All right. Well, Dom, if you never need anything, you got a you got a bartending job in Europe lined up for you. Your room <laughs> there you go. Ah, let's go. I'm set then. That's all I need. That's all I need. I'm coming. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say Captain Beer in Czech. Capitan Pivo. There you go, Capitan Pivo. <laughs> yes. Oh man, perfect. I'm set. I'm I'm ready. We love it. A lot of good vibes in here before this game. We'll be joining you guys back again on Monday with a little more preview of Xavier because, as Dom uh, Dom Welch said earlier, we're we're still figuring out what the hell is going to be going on with Xavier. It's going to be awesome to play them again after. They left the A-10 almost a decade ago. And it's been 10 years since we beat them in the A-10 championship. So that'll Fucking be very fun. fucked them up in the A-10 championship. Goddamn right. We zipped them up, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do it again. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Check back on Monday for our preview of that game and a couple other surprises about what you're going to expect down in New York City. Make sure you donate again. Donate to get these students to Madison Square Garden. Go on sbu.edu or Venmo, Bonas Giving. Find it on their Twitter platform at St. Bonaventure. Follow us too at Little Bon X for crazy nonsense. We need to get to the Mark Schmidt bullshit at SB Unfurled. Oh, I I, 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 I tweeted some, I tweeted some stuff about that. We all did. We all tweeted some stuff. But we're not gonna get into that. We're more worried about the NIT right now. He's not going anywhere. So subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You know whatever ones you're using already. Thank you all so much again for listening. Yeah,